The question is, what happens actually after Self-Realization to us? Of course, I mean, you feel thoughtlessly aware, you feel collective consciousness, you can feel the Kundalini of others, you can raise the Kundalini, you can feel the chakras, this is all you know. But actually what happens in the deeper way to a human being has to be seen. <coughs> so first of all let us know what are we as we are. Before realization so we will know what happens to us after realization. Now this subject is very subtle and I would like to listen to it very in a very, very great concentration. Today I'm not going to talk about abstract things, but absolutely about something that's very much matter of fact. <coughs> a human being is created out of evolution, you know that very well, that he is created out of evolution. Now there's a big controversy going on. They don't understand these things, that's why there's a controversy. But he is developed in seven stages. And that's why it is said that seven days to, to create this world. We can say the whole universe took about seven stages. But as you understand a seed has got all microscopic seeds in it to manifest all the parts of a tree. In the same way human beings were created. And as the seed is again recreated <coughs> in the flower or in the fruit and then again manifests itself in the same manner as the basic tree had done. In the same way you can say that every human being also has all these seeds in it. So let us go to the very beginning of the creation, absolutely to the very beginning. Of course I have told you about how first the cessation between the power of God and God Himself took place. But then after that, <coughs> when the power which was basically one power giving rise to three powers. One power can give rise to three powers. For example, electricity is one power, but it can become heat, it can become magnetism, it can become energy. In the same way, one power of God, of divine love, can give rise to three powers. And these three powers moved in an ellipse way. This much I had told you in the, my creation lecture. But today because we are so close and very few, I think we can tackle this subject better. Now these three powers, we can say like these three powers. This one, first, second and third. Or we can say this one, 
on the left hand side, this one on the middle, in the middle, and this is on the right hand side. These three powers started moving in an ellipse like this. Now the central point, say, is the God, and these are his three powers, but now one line only you can see, but three of them together move like that, like an ellipse. A back to that point, again move like this. They can move in 360 degrees and to them also different directions. But by this movement only they created the space and also the time that took them to start from one point and to reach another. And the space was in between these elements. So individual movement, every individual movement created a space and time. This movement, when it came down like this, went round and round at a point, one on top of another, like a spiral coming up, if you say, and then it again moved back. When this movement has only taken place, this round thing that is formed, a circular thing, now has three powers around it, one in the center, one on the crust, and third one around it, you can see. These three powers in the Sanskrit language are called as Mahakali, Mahalakshmi and Mahasaraswati. There is no word for these in English language. That doesn't mean we discard all scientific words, but there are no words like that. These three powers out of which the one that was Mahasaraswati is the one that had five elements in it. One power had five elements. The second one is the Mahalakshmi, was the one that was carrying the genie in it of evolutionary power. So this was the evolutionary power. The third one was the desire power, is the Mahakali. Now these, when they moved in a circular way, like that, the outer crust, as you have seen, is formed by Mahasaraswati power. These are the five elements. When this circular movement became very dense, then the whole thing sort of solidified. I mean, in English language only you can say solidified, so there's no words for sort of expression otherwise, but we can say solidified. And when it solidified, it cracked. But it had all these three powers, you can imagine. We cannot understand, we can understand the five elements because we are scientists, but we cannot understand the power of evolution. But it is there, we see it's operating. From where does it come? And we cannot understand the power of desire. It is there, but we don't believe in it. We can't believe in a power which has got these three aspects. But it is there, it exists, 
But we do not want to accept it because, you see, to the gross eyes you cannot see. You cannot see a desire of a person. So will you say that person has no desire? These three powers existed. And with the cracking of that round big thing is called as the Big Bang. I recently learnt it that is already written in the science books that is called as the Big Bang. Actually I did not know that they have already discovered this part. So, and that is how the Big Bang was created. And these again started, you see these fragments started going round and round. And by their movement, you see, their angularities were cut out and they became round bodies. But still they had these three powers in them. With the first power, which had the five elements in it, that those five elements have worked out in a human being or we can say manifested in the human being as the body of your centers, chakras. The material body of your center comes from these five elements that have come from the Mahasaraswati power. Now these elements in the same proportions have created certain stars. That's why because these stars have the same kind of proportion and we too have the same elements within us in that proportion. We say that stars act on human beings. We need not go into that, that's not important. For evolution that's not important. Our main interest is evolution. Our main interest is to evolve into a superhuman being. So the second power is the evolutionary power. And it works throughout. It works when the matter is created. First the matter is just, you can say the lava, you can call it, or the heated gases which are formed, which have these three powers in them. Then when they consolidate, then these three powers coordinate, cooperate and work it out. So the desiring power is inside them, which desires, which controls the desire of God. It is God who desires that these things should happen and then it works. Now for scientists to believe is impossible. But scientists must know, even if they desire, they cannot change the, the quality of matter. If carbon ha has got four valencies, it will have four. If you put hydrochloric acid into, say, sodium solution, sodium hydroxide, you will get a particular type of reaction you cannot change. But for God, it is His desire that created this universe. And through His desire, He created all these elements that you know of. The carbon was created, it is all evolutionary power, from desire it gives to evolutionary power and the evolutionary power then works it out 
all these elements and then the elements get divided and get into that different manifestation of these elements. Now, when this happens, gradually the same desire power works through the evolutionary power by giving different religions to different gods. Now there is no word for dharma as we were trying to find out, you see, Kevin found out a word because it's a decorum. But what is a decorum to a uh, matter? It's nothing. I was just thinking about it. I mean the matter doesn't have anybody about decorum. But he says the original word decorum means the uh, inner understanding. So the inner understanding is the desire of God. To understand the desire of God and to manifest it through your own being. But up to the human stage it is just, just done the other way round. That the human beings can desire for things. They can ask for things. In the same way animals can ask for things. But their desires are fulfilled by God's till a certain state of human beings. I'll tell you how. Because God created, say, carbon. Carbon never desired, all right? God wanted to create a carbon, so He created it. He never desired, actually, He never thought of it. No. But from carbon He made other things and elements, other elements came. It was not desired by matter at all. So at the time of matter, the desire power was dormant. God's desire power acted, but carbon was not conscious of it, neither the carbon asked for it. It's a simple thing. Second point we come to the animal stage, which was also organized by God, right? I mean from matter to human being. We have not come by our desire or by our doing at all. That is definite. It was God's desire, so He created animals out of elements. When animals were created, I mean the life, as you can say, when life was created and when life came into being, the desire started manifesting. For example, an amoeba desires to eat, but the desire comes to him and he fulfills it in the sense that if he sees something, he goes and eats. He desires and he asks for it. Still the evolutionary power is not evident anywhere, only the desire power is. So first only the matter is there, evident, then the desire power comes into till they come to the human stage. Till the human stage, the monkeys never wanted to be human beings. I don't know. If you consult them, they may say, Oh God, please save us from that nonsense. <laughs> we, are, we are happy people. Because to be human beings was not asked by them. 
neither they had any idea as to what to plan. So up to this point, this evolutionary power never played any role. But when you came to the human stage only, and also at a very evolved stage of these modern times of Kali Yuga, at this time, we can say, of course this desire existed since human beings were on this earth, to know the beyond. This desire was not existing before the human stage. They never cared for the beyond. But it's only the human beings, you know how the ego, superego develops and how they become separated, seceded from the main force and how they want to be that. Now to make somebody think about the beyond, how do we do it? First you create an atmosphere by making him feel that he is imprisoned. A bird who has got all the sky to fly out doesn't bother about the sky, but put him in the cage, then he starts thinking of the beyond. In the same way a human being, I mean imprisoned sounds very ugly and very <laughs> cruel, but it is not that way. What I am trying to say, the shelling of man took place because his ego and super-ego developed, because he raised his head in his evolutionary process. And when these two meet, then this I-ness, this separateness, this bondage, human bondage started. Now the desire came to go beyond. Now for the first time the evolutionary process has started working itself through us. This desire to go beyond the evolutionary process started working in human beings. He started moving this side, that side, working out that, <laughs> doing this. In this search, so many sorts of ideologies, so many sorts of isms, so many starts of yoga has developed. There's no end to go beyond. But if it is to be understood that everything has been done by his desire. If you could just know that thy will be done is the theme of evolution. If you could feel that from your heart, you are Sahaja, that's what it is. Which is a very difficult thing for human beings, especially in places where people have done, oh, I have done this. You see, their statues are erected with their swords in their hands. What have you done? Killed many people? created problems. What have you achieved? Have you achieved joy for any one? Have you achieved evolutionary ascent for anyone? What have you created with all these you see around this whole place? All your aspects you put together, everything, all human effort. 
Have you been able to break that bondage? Simple question, no. But to accept thy will be done is the most difficult thing for human beings. And that is why to be sahaja is a difficult If I tell you, you stand on your heads, you will do it. If I tell you, even take out your intestines, you will try if you have to meet God. If I tell you that you come and see me, they will say, no, better to go to India and see Mataji there than to see her. Because you see, some effort should be there, something should be done. But you know, in Caxton Hall, freely you just go there and Mataji gives you realization. It's beyond Srimana's conception, beyond his own powers, because he thinks, oh, that's the part where I'm missing myself. Because so far I've done everything by myself. How is it possible? That's the first doubt that comes to But this evolutionary power has to be sought, has to be asked for, and this is why human beings are living on this earth. If not today, tomorrow all of them will have to come to this. Otherwise all kinds of problems, physical problems, say cancer. Cancer cannot be cured unless and until you get it. Cannot. You try it. You may go on removing the nose, the eyes, the ears. This will spread. It cannot be cured. You have to jump into that beyond state, otherwise it cannot be cured. Even in religion. People keep in the bondage and follow religion. You cannot. If you are under the bondage, you are not following any religion but your own ideas, your own concepts. You are not following the will of God. Once you become that, then your will becomes the will of God. So, what happens? That through your being, the vibration starts. The parasympathetic nervous system, which is in a human being, is the desire of God carried out so far. Then this desire of God starts flowing. Integration takes place, a complete and the manifestation of the evolutionary power takes place in the sense that desire is put on the elements. For example, we had a lady here and her husband was a drunk, a great drunk. And she couldn't come and see me because her husband was a drunk. And she said, Mother, what should I do? Must do something about my husband. I said, all right, you bring some limes, because limes uh, are very good uh, receptors of vibrations. It's surprising, you know, it sounds funny, but they are. What can I do about it? If the limes are like that, I have to use the limes. If any other uh, thing is like that, I have to use that, but limes are the best. So I said, all right, bring some limes. So I vibrated the limes. I gave it to her. I said, you put them under this pillow for seven days. 
And next week the gentleman was here. Now what did I do then? Nothing. I didn't even think about it, to be very frank. I just put these vibrations, which are the desire of God, into those lines. When the lines were put there, the, the desire power of my desire power, which is the will of God, started acting. And they convinced the people who were inside him, the entities might have been inside him maybe, or they might have convinced his mind also, or his desire power they might have somehow or other managed that his desire power was brought to such a level that he didn't feel like drinking anymore and he was all right. Today you will find one boy will be coming here, an Indian boy is, uh, you have seen that little boy who comes to me. And uh, from his childhood, you see, they didn't know what had happened to him. When he grew up a little, they found he was extremely restless and he would not sit at one place. And he could not even speak either. To run about and cry and weep and all the time they had to I mean, really chain him just like a dog. And no doctors could help. They went to all kinds of things to make it worse. They went to spiritualism, the horridest thing that you can do to anyone else. I mean, this is absolutely anti-God business, you see, anti-God. So, nothing could happen. Then somebody told them about me, they came to me. And I just did the same. And with the lungs, the child is now sitting all right. And today she says, told me on the phone that his understanding has improved a lot. He understands that it is decent to sit properly and he now does misbehave. When we go to other places, he sits all right and he's all right. He started speaking a few words. No, I didn't do anything, you see. Or perhaps I touched that boy only once. The vibrations that you know of these divine vibrations are the desire of your spirit. But the existence itself is a desire. Existence itself is on the desire. The moment the desire finishes, the existence finishes. That's why it is such an important thing, human beings, to exist. They'll try anything to exist because that is the last. Once the desire finishes off to exist, then that's the finish of a human being. As long as, as we call it, that the desire is in the heart. As soon as the heart stops, we are dead. Now this desire we have, we have desire to have a house, everybody wants, you see, to live in Buckingham Palace, all right? We want this matter, we want that matter, we become that. But this is not the desire of God. This is our own desire and that's the bondage. When we are under the bondage, this is our desire. We ask for, even Sahaja Yoga sometimes people ask me, 
Father, what about my marriage? Will it come true? Leave it to God. Now, if it has to come true, if it has to be all right, then God will work it out, not you. Which is very subtle and difficult for people to understand. Then, what Krishna has said, one can understand that karmanneva adhikarate bhaleshu mahamadaji. We have to do what we want to do. Karma we can do. But the fruit of that, leave it to God. Because He knows the desire of God has to work. The desire of God is to be accepted and He has to work. But that is not possible by giving a lecture to you, by giving you a brainwash. All right, leave it to God. Means God can be Pope, God can be some cardinal, or God can be somebody in India, some sort of a priest who is selling ganja. I mean, anybody can that way be a God. That's not the point. The God in you, if He is desiring, then He does whatever is best for you. So, after realization, what happens? That your desires get vibrated. Your desires, the priority start changing. The importance starts changing. Because through you the desire of God starts working. It is very interesting, today only, when somebody told me that he used to go to Germany and would always go and have some wine. Because wine was his favorite and he liked German wine and this time was wine festival or something. But after realization, very expensive wine, thought, let's try it. He bought. He took two, three steps and he just couldn't take it. He couldn't like three times. But I didn't say that, that you just don't drink. But is the God in you please displeased? And you feel His desire. Your desire becomes one with Him. And that's how you start discarding. And this is the basic thing that happens, and that's how your priorities change. There was a lady who was a, who was a very efficient housewife. And she knew how many clothes she had, and how many her husband had, and how many children she had, and what was the uh, phone number of XYZ, and of the police, of this and that, and everything she knew by heart. Absolutely efficient, extremely meticulous, and everything polished and everything in her house. But if you went to her house, despite all her efficiency, you would feel like running away by the back door, straight off. No warmth, no love, and you would feel where to sit. I mean, it's too good that it's so meticulous, you wouldn't feel relaxed anywhere to sit down. Because the lady was so particular about everything. So, she gets realization. And then what happens? Her priorities change. She came and complained to me, Mother, I am forgetting most of my numbers. I'm forgetting how to cook. I don't know where are my things. I said, really? It's very sad. She said, but 
one thing nice is happening to me. I said, what is nice happening? He said, I get it done better. I'm cooking much better. People don't run away from me. Uh, uh, things worked out. You see. I said, how? She said, I don't know, somehow or other, I, I have got the idea of now, of timing is a knot of time. How do you get time? Difference between time and timing is you have to see the time. And the timing is that you know what time, today only, we were coming down. And I said, let's get the taxi. So he went to get the taxi. We were upstairs. After, I don't know how many minutes, because I never see my watch, is always out of order. I told them, let's go down, the taxi is there. And I was there in the taxi. Taxi was waiting. He didn't even press the bell, we were there in the taxi. You see, you get the time. It's so fantastic that people can't believe it, how is it possible. But what happens, that the God's time, He organizes things in such a way, which we call the unconscious. The unconscious becomes conscious within us. What is unconscious is the desire of God. The desire of God becomes in us conscious and it starts guiding us all the time. And the guiding, if you leave it to its guiding, it guides us through and through and I mean, a simple thing like taxi, I mean, it doesn't matter if I, if I have to walk, it makes no difference. But I'm saying, even that part is looked after. So why worry you sit down nicely? Just do what you feel like. And it's there. It's happening. You see, because we say you live at your feet, O oh Lord, what does that mean? With a single movement, He can create this image. Really, he can believe me, he can. He has done. You have not done it. You cannot even create a little ad. So when we surrender ourselves, after realization, before realization, nothing has meaning. No, after realization. When we say we surrender ourselves to you, O oh Lord. Oh. He has a telecommunication of his own. He has a dynamic force. So you'll be surprised that it is a power which has desire of God in it, every particular. Now can you think of a matter which has got evolutionary power, the vibrations, and which has got the desire power? Every, uh, every particle has that. But when that light is lighted in you, whenever you touch anything, you get it. That thing, whether it is matter, whether it's an animal, or whether it's a human being, gets touched by it and kindled. Only thing is that the human beings are aware of it and the others are not. So today somebody came in and he had a bad issue. I said, all right, take my shawl, wrap it around. It's cute. It is miracle. If you call it miracle. But so many other miracles we take it for granted. Look at our eyes. 
So the basic thing that happens to you is that your desire power becomes one with God and that everywhere, wherever is the desire power of God, which is no place because that's the last thing and the first thing. It was the first we started manifesting and it is the last where we are going to end up. So it is the first and the last, all those spots and there is no place where these spots are not there. That's why you are everywhere. There is no place where you do not exist. Gets lighted up and works. Only in the case of our dear brethren, the human kind, that they can deny the great freedom of human beings to be stupid, exist, to be foolish, to be arrogant, to be egoistical, to be blind is respect. Under the name of scientific, under the name of rationality, all kinds of things can talk about and reach nowhere. But as you say, that human beings have freedom to be stupid, foolish, to be superficial, to be peripheral. And somehow they have accepted that kind. That's why to get people on the Sahaja is a difficulty. Moreover, the desire of God Things, understands, organizes, and loves, but it doesn't pamper you. It loves you, doesn't pamper you. If you are really seeking, then only it dawns upon you, otherwise it does not. It is very subtle. It is a very subtle habit. It happens to those who really desire it, that their desire should become one with God, only such people get realization. So, in the democratic way, you cannot judge Sahaja. No, you cannot. Because democratic ways you can say that how many people there are coming to Sahaja. No, not at all. The less they come, the better it is. That shows because most of them you see are foolish and stupid people in this world, what to do? But the more they come, it only means that there are more people who have become wise. They want to become wise. They want to improve themselves. They want to change their lives. They are truly seeking. Because it is not a superficial task, which normally people take sixty percent. And at least thirty percent more are the people who want to take something in which they can play some role. So ninety are cancelled Because they must play some role. I mean, even if I tell you, you pull your hair like that. You see, there is a community in India in which, I mean, we have all kinds of people, you see, but this one is special. They are called as Digambara of the Jain sect. 
They don't wear any dress, see, nothing. They are absolute, they don't even need your bikini, you see, absolutely. They live without any dress, very embarrassing, you know. Actually, it so happened to us that my husband was very, when I was very young, he was the collector of a district. And I, we were invited to a function by these Digambajas. Till then I didn't know that they, they live like this all through. You see, I thought that at least the presence of others they dress up. But no, they made the collector and his wife sit in front with all the owners and all the people were there, at least thousand people. And these Digambaras <laughs> were sitting on a platform which was about four feet high. Imagine the embarrassment. And I didn't know where to look, you know. And they would go on scratching their body and all that. It was most embarrassing, so ugly and But even that they are willing to do because they thought by that they become digambars, means they become great saints, you know. So <laughs> they were willing to do that ugliness and that horrible shamelessness. But apart from that, the worst part was that they were all pulling their hair. So we didn't know why all the time they are pulling their hair and this thing. So the another thing is that they are not supposed to go to any bawa and they are not supposed to have any hair on the body. So they are all the time pulling their hair, you see, with them. They are sort of, it has become an art with them. It's a fact, I think. And there must be at least five, six thousands like that in India who are doing this nonsense, you know. They walk on the street and under law, nobody charges them for nudity, otherwise in India it is not allowed to be nude on the road, you see. You are charged for that. But these people we have to, you see, because in the law they will say this is our religion, you see, you cannot stop us from being idiotically religious. So they have to agree to such a thing. So imagine there are thousands of people who are doing this kind of a nonsense just in the name of religion and they are very superior, they don't look at anyone. They are all great. We have sacrificed our shame, of course rationality, but greatest of all our wisdom we have sacrificed in the name of God. And that we are going to sit on the right hand side of God when we enter into the kingdom of heaven. This is one extreme <coughs> case I'm telling you. When, when you describe extremes, people understand the absurdities to which we go in our conceptualization of reality and of realization, of that reality. So to be there, one has to know that the greatest mantra is Thy will be done. Little bit of relaxation of your Mr. capital letter E, capital letter G and capital letter O. If it could be little bit given me for a while, then it works out. Right. Rather difficult. Because that is the instrument that was used so far. To express yourself. But to express God, you better give up that one. But then, once it happens, then after realization, you overpower all the elements of the person. What are these elements after all? They are nothing but the dust of his feet. Only the human being just put them on his head 
and given them the freedom to choose. And that's why I have to beg of you to take to your wisdom, to surrender to wisdom and give up your ego for a little while, then I'll manage. Let it touch, the Kundalini, let it touch it. It's all built in, it is all in you, it is going to work out and it works out. It has worked with many and it should work with you. But it is an individual question. It is a question of an individual as far as ego is concerned. But it is also a collective force, like many channels, you see. For example, it works much more in India because there are much more channels to work it out. You see, these are the hands. God uses Sahaja Yogis as His hands to work it out. You must have heard of the Goddess who has got one thousand hands. She has these powers behind her and they are the hands and she uses different powers. Because, you see, to do a complicated work, somebody has to pluck your hair, somebody has to pluck your nose, somebody has to pluck your eyes. The trouble is, you see, we are so much stuck up with everything. You see, somebody is proud of, even I have seen people are proud of their ties, which you can purchase in the market. So these things are to be taken away. Once you release your ego and all these powers will work it out, you see, and Naturally the instrument changed, the ego instrument is changed, so the priorities change. But what do you get as a result? The bliss, the joy, all the promises of all the scriptures, the time has come and you should, you should have it, master it and that's the way it has to be. But I've seen people come from Sergio, they get realized, they telephone to me. We are very nice, Mother, we are feeling very nice. They sit at home also meditate. But they have to come here because it's a very deeper way of cleansing. And who is going to cleanse it? I am the washerwoman, I have to do the job. So better come to the laundry. That's the point. And work it out. And once you are established, you'll be amazed at yourself. Even with the movement of your hands, you can raise the Kundalini. You can, yes. You can give realization. Just try, because your desire merges into the desire of God. With the ego orientation, with the ego working, the worst thing that has happened to human being is that his attention is disturbed, is spread out. His attention is not concentrated. The ego orientation has brought about such a disturbed attention, we cannot keep our eyes at one point. Either we look at others or we want others to look at us. All our attention goes about like this. We cannot look at ourselves where the attention has to go. And this is the worst thing 
that ego has done is to spread your attention around. That is the reason you see, if you go to the antique shops you can find in this very country there were people who were creating beautiful things. You know, just see how the unconscious has worked, to tell you. Slightest, what is there to attend to it? Have you not seen at uh, uh, television, this thing? Have you not seen it going out? Have you not seen it before? But everybody's attention goes that this is unconscious working again. You see, at this time, why should it go out? Attention immediately goes out. I'm telling something important and very important. <laughs> the attention immediately moves. Who has done this? This is God's will. He's testing. I am saying the attention can be concentrated now after realization only. But even realized soul have to work it out. This is the biggest problem that I think I see. That our attention is so distributed. We cannot do anything in a concentrated manner. That's why there is guru shopping also going on. We also cannot go do our Sahaja Yoga in a concentrated manner. Because once we do Sahaja Yoga, we are all right. Oh, we felt very nice, happy, mother fixed. Because the attention doesn't stay at a point. It has become mobile, it's spread all over. It doesn't reach any depth or height, you can see. If you put them together, then it will come. And to make it worse, To make it worse, ego orientation which has led us to sex orientation, attention has become filthy. And that's why we can say that it is stagnating by ego orientation, but is getting fermented because of filth to which we pay attention. So to clear the attention, clear this garbage into that clear-cut beautiful lake, we have to do it. We have to allow it to sediment. We have to take it out. By its own nature it will come, the beauty. And then you will see a rippleless link within you, a peaceful space in which you will see the bliss of God flowing into you, through you, you observing it and seeing it manifesting into others. That is what is to be asked for. No mental activity can do that. It is only the desire to be that works. Only the desire to be one with God works it. 
mental activity, rationality, sanctity. Through rationality you cannot reach to God. So humble down in your heart. That's why it is said, those who will be blessed have to humble down in their heart. It's very true. It is very, very true that we have to humble down in our hearts so that we can And keep your attention still. Is it too much? Am I asking? You started with a very humble heart as a child. Only in this life all this has been accumulated with too much. In past life you were not like that. Much better off. Only in this lifetime only you have crossed the limit a little bit. It's not difficult to receive. So just try to humble down in your heart. And it will work. Every time you get your touching of the Kundalini or you can see the breakthrough, every time you get that experience, keep it in your memory and desire for it and it will work Do not keep in memory the faults that you have had, where you have been. When you climb up on top of a hill or a mountain, you don't remember all the ditches you have fallen into in your childhood. You enjoy the atmosphere of the heat. Make it a strong memory within you and try to keep it there. I don't. For some people it's difficult. They come down, again go up. Because of the problems they have had before, the Kundalini comes down. But in Sahaja Yoga, there is all arrangement. But if the desire is strong, not the mental activity, but the desire, it will work out. And that's why I told you why it is to be, thy will be done, accepted from the very beginning. This is the basis of what you are going to write. But the whole details I will give you later on, but this is the basis which you can do for yourself. Now can we close our eyes and put your hands towards Just saying, Thy will be done. Put my, your hands towards me like this. And just say in the heart, Thy will be done. Suddenly you will find that the thoughts, you have gone beyond thoughts.
Those people who have come for the first time should come uh, on these chairs that can come here and back. 